Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm Clarissa Montero, joined by JP Ong on Money FM 89.3. The uh, Straits Times Index is up and mm-hmm. for the second day. That is correct. And we're not the only ones that are doing well today. Uh, most markets, again, in Asia, also in the green. Well, you've got the ASX 200 giving back some gains, but they have been on a pretty good recovery run. I'm not going to say that it's a, it's a brilliant run because they did come off of that bruising mm, march, but mm-hmm. you're seeing the ASX 200 down by 71 points. That's the only real uh, bad spot in uh, across the Asia-Pacific region. And there are some uh, decent gains. I wouldn't say uh, these are blockbuster gains for many of the major markets in, in, in the Asia-Pacific in the region. But it's also looking like we are um, possibly the best performing, or we're up, we're, we're neck and neck with the likes of don't Shanghai and Shenzhen. I don't want to jinx it, but the numbers aren't lying. The Straits Times Index is trading 2% in the green today. We're actually looking like one of the more solid um, major markets in the region, up by 51 points. And we're now at 2,521. How about that? Breaching we haven't 2,500. seen that number in a while. We haven't seen that number in a while. There's, a lo- there's quite a bit of optimism. And as we, um, as we always check, we always want to know if uh, the sentiment in Wall Street carries over into the next day. Now, mm-hmm. granted, markets got got a very interesting boost from Wall Street because the Dow, the S&P, and the Nasdaq tripled yesterday. just overnight. Yep. Triple sevens. They all jumped by about 7% mm-hmm. o- overnight. So the question is, well, is this just a flash on the pan? Are markets uh, going to give back some of these gains? Well, futures aren't exactly strong in the green, but they're not that convincingly in the red either. In fact, the S&P 500 futures are actually up by about one point. Dow futures are just down by about 10 points. That's actually not not too much. And the Nasdaq trading about 19 points lower. So again, it's a, it's you're not seeing signs of a huge collapse or a huge uh, pullback. For, for for U.S. futures, which means that maybe the maybe uh, U.S. market can hold on to some of those really good gains we saw overnight. Well, of know. course, a lot can happen, right? But when you have these two benchmarks, at least uh, markets can look at these two. Like, okay, how did the Dow, how did Wall Street do? Wow, that's good. How are futures looking? Hmm, not so bad. And a lot of the optimism right now is also coming from from uh, just the glimmers of hope that maybe there are maybe the. Uh, Maybe the COVID-19 pandemic and the rise in cases is starting to plateau. So New York State did report once again that there were hundreds of of new deaths, unfortunately Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and tragically. We have to point out these are human lives that have been lost also. But for the second straight day, we saw a decline in deaths over uh, in the last 24 hours. Now, New York governor, New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo has said that, you know, this could be signs that things are plateauing, but we don't want to read too much into it. And this is not the time to be complacent. Where have I heard that before? Maybe from our parliament, perhaps, right? This Uh, is not the time to be complacent. From the Japanese, even. And free from the Japanese, even. And the Koreans. Right, and the Koreans. And mind you, also, the Koreans have reported another consecutive day where they saw new infections only rise by uh, less than 50 new infections in South Korea. So they've been still trying to pour a lot of water on on their fire, but it seems to be working a bit to contain the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic there. And okay, we did see more than 60 cases overnight here in Singapore, but that is lower than the 120 we saw two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Not much really to celebrate, you know, to be honest, because it's still in the high double digits. But nevertheless, it's the first day where whenever you see markets see a drop in cases oh, oh, from, from the previous day, 
there is a sense of, hmm, wait, can we read something into this? Now, yeah. we have to also be very cautious because two data points does not make a trend. Mm-hmm. And I think this is also what, uh, and not just uh, in terms of how you read the markets, but also in how you read this pandemic. If just because you're seeing two straight days of declines, that could easily change the very next day. So you've, you've got to be careful about looking at these numbers. But again, it doesn't hurt to take a little bit of optimism because sentiment, both morally, spiritually, and also economically, it's been battered on so many fronts. And I think people are just looking for any signs of hope. That said, many investors are continuing to say, okay, this is, these are good numbers, but let's not get complacent. Let's not get lax. It's not just the investors. It's also the health officials. It's also government officials saying, guys, let's, this is not not the time to relax. We have to keep at it. And uh, I think these are important words to remember as we begin day one of the circuit breaker um, of the month of the circuit breaking here in Singapore, right? I don't know if you noticed. I, I will say this. It is the first day of the circuit breaker. I was wondering why there were more cars on the road today on my commute into the studio than there was yesterday. I'm not sure. You know, I, I wonder if it's because more people are choosing to use cars and public transport versus to get to A and B for their essential work, I guess. Yes. Rather than say taking public transport, this could just be folks favoring that because there is uh, you're coming to con- close quarters with more people when you're in a bus or on mm-hmm. the MRT, right? That's the only idea I can think of at the moment as to why there are more cars on the road. Or it could just be folks saying, "Okay, now's the last time we have to really go out and 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 pick up goods and items." I don't know. All I honestly of these not sure. People couldn't suddenly randomly decide to just go for a drive. But you know, it's funny because you've that's what you're noticing in your neck of the woods yeah. and on our neck of the woods where I where I stay. Also, the the roads have been very quiet. In fact, my morning conversation with my roommate today was he's looking forward to the sight of wild boars coming through our area <laughs> soon, like well, we've seen in, in some of these reports that you're seeing in some of these places. Granted, but, okay, fair enough, because yeah. my neck of the woods was also the same neck of the woods the uh, white horse decided to take a little trot. There's a white horse freedom. in your neighborhood? No, there is a riding place ah. near my, in my neighborhood. Oh, and one of the horses, right before the, before the uh, enhanced measures kicked in, uh, broke out of the stables and took a nice trot down Engneo Avenue. So we're not the only ones restless about these social restriction measures. It seems the horses are like, I got you, man. I know exactly how you're feeling. It's my last little hurrah before I'm stuck in the stables. Exactly. It's my last little hurrah. I might as well make it count. And this is my way of saying YOLO. That's what the horses say. But I think, uh, but kidding aside, I mean, these are, this is day one. And the government has also said they're going to review these measures from time to time to see if they are working. And if they see that it's not and if stricter measures are needed. Um, we could uh, we could see uh, we could see things tighten up even more. So it's also in our best interest, I think, to really uh, abide by these now because the sooner we get through this period, the sooner we take this bitter medicine, if I can call it that, the the the, the sooner we can avoid taking even more bitter medicine yeah, down the road. So absolutely. do we want it stay with a few? Home. Stay home at the moment. Let's get let, yeah, and and let's give let's give our health workers, as we said, a shot at really trying to get this thing under control because. There are still a lot of cases, and we do not want to turn into some of these countries that are dealing with cases in the tens or hundreds of thousands. That's something we don't want to do. And, and not just for us as a country, but also for, or, or not just for Singapore as a country, but also for, man, these health workers. I mean, you see stories across the world of how hard and how fatigued and how... And how heroic. And how heroic they are. But it's precisely that, because they're so exhausted and they continue to toil and continue to hold up their oath. We kind of owe it to them to give them a little, a, a fair shot at trying to get this under control because Absolutely. they're the only ones that are going to get this done. Take a look at market sentiment today. 
it's all improved because people are seeing signs of some of these containment measures starting to work in these major epicenters. They're taking hope from this because as many investors have also pointed out, until we get to a medical solution or see signs of a containment or an ebbing or, or an easing off of these of these uh, of the COVID nineteen pandemic, markets aren't going to see a sustainable run. And I think that's also why the Dow Jones and the S and P mm-hmm. five hundred jumped by seven percent because they said, "Wait, New York State actually saw a second straight day of declines. We're going to take that. That's better than nothing." Imagine if they actually get that under control. How? ebullient and how sustainable some of these uh, games are being. And how quickly it will turn in the right direction. It will. Of course, others have also pointed out that after it turns in the right direction, after you get under control, you've still got a bit of accounting to do because we still don't have a firm eye. The numbers change every day as to what the impact is going to be. You know, Now Morgan Stanley is saying the U.S. is going to see a 30% contraction, but that's now. If this thing persists, if this thing goes on, if and we if get more data. if those 10 million people get new jobs. If those 10 million people get new jobs, that could all change. So there's so much, uh, so many moving parts here. Even here in Singapore, we're not, you know, the, the yeah. government has thrown three straight stimulus measures at us already sure. as of yesterday. And the whole question is always, is this enough? But the reason it's so difficult to answer that is because so many things are changing all the time. All the time. And, uh, and from expecting like a slight contraction in February, now we're expecting an even more worrisome recession here in Singapore, should the most recent estimates actually prove true. But again, those estimates could easily change if things get worse. So hold your horses. We still have to do a bit of, we, got, we have to survey the wreckage once, once, we're, once, once the storm passes. Well, we certainly have our fingers, eyes, toes and everything else crossed that um, <sighs> those numbers are wrong. Yes. And- All right. Now, <laughs> it is day one of Circuit Breaker. And in case you didn't realize it, some of our banks, although banking is essential services and do stay open and do continue with their operations, Many have announced closed branch that closing branches. DBS, OCBC as well. Yes, absolutely. So DBS today is the latest one to actually make their mm-hmm. announcement. They are going to progressively close 29 branches until May 4. So they're not going to do it in one failed swoop, but it's going to happen in stagger, in 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 uh, in uh, in phases, right? So between April 7 and 8, April 14, they're going to start closing branches. By April 13, they're going to close branches, uh, the branches out at Neon City, Woodlands West, Tampines One. There's actually an article on the Business Times you can take a look at to see which branches are going to be affected and mm-hmm. when they're going to be closed. But there will be a couple of closures. So April 13, we'll see a number of uh, a number of uh, uh, closures. Let's see. This is about uh, this is about 15 branches that are going to be closed on April 13, and on April 14, there's going to be another 14 branches that are going to be closed. So that's going to leave DBS actually with still about 28 branches that are going to operate, but they're going to pare back because they want to discourage people from coming into the bank and possibly endangering or breaking social distancing rules sure. also. And, 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 and frankly, this could also serve to the bank's better interest if they're trying to push for more people to do banking online, to do banking more digitally. They're, they could just set up the, the channels also and just say, hey, man, if you really have to do these payments, you have to go digital at the moment. This is the better time than now. The only question, I think, is if these banks have allotted enough uh, or have prepared enough for an increased uh, usage in their digital channels also. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not prepared for that and suddenly it, it exceeds your bandwidth, uh, you could see some of these banks actually run into some troubles. But knowing DBS, OCBC, the likes of UOB, they've probably planned for this also. Um, you OCBC the other day also saying that they were closing about 22 of their branches. In UOB's case, we are going to find out by April, by 
that's out. That's today, actually, of when their branch closures are going to be. So mm-hmm. that completes it for the big three. We're going to find out exactly how many branches are going to be closed. It's not going to be a total are. shutdown because, again, these are essential services. Yes. But you're going to see a reduction in the number of operations, and they're probably just going to keep a number of them open at the moment. They're probably also expecting lower operate lower operations, and this could also be a part of them to try and make sure they can save on at least utility costs or fixed costs at these at these branches, right? All right. Now let's talk about REITs. Now they've mm. they're going to get battered. Malls are closed. Well, not they're not closed, but their tenants have had to close a lot of the retail spaces. So th- I thought this was interesting that CDL raised their stakes in iReads Global. It wasn't just them, right? It was also the other strategic partner, Tikhau Capital, which is a French asset management group. So Tikhau raised their stake in iReads Global to 29.2%. And you have CDL increasing their stake to about 20, just a little, un- almost 21%, which makes both of these part- strategic partners 50% shareholders in iReads Global. In I, in I read Global. So they've actually said that this is also because it reflects their positive long-term view of I read Global's growth prospects and strategy. And it also shows that they're, they're trying to at least align themselves with the interest of minority unit holders to try and stabilize this particular, this particular REIT. So they all have come out and said that they believe that the resilience of their portfolio will enable I read to emerge stronger after this COVID-19 outbreak. I bring up I read because they were one of the notable losers in in uh, in yesterday's session, actually, and when mm-hmm. when you take a look at some of the more heavily traded offers, stocks, and rates, they were actually they were actually down by more than one two percent at that point. But now with this announcement that they have actually increased their capital and probably plowed in extra capital, also, uh, iReads has actually been doing uh, quite uh, quite well in today's session. Take a look at that. From being down by a few percentage points yesterday, they are now jumping by, and they have jumped by fifteen point four percent. They are currently trading. At sixty cents a unit, so uh, markets seem to be favoring at least this vote of confidence, not just from Tikal Capital but also CDL. When you've got one of the biggest property right. developers saying sure. "thumbs up," we're going to we're we're doubling down on the folks at iReads Global. It just lends confidence to these REITs, especially because there are a lot of questions as to how these REITs are going to sustain dividend payments, how their uh, unit uh, distributions as it is, how they're going to sustain some of their ac- acquisition plans, how they're going to manage leverage moving forward. It seems that they're going all in on iReads Global. That's good. That's good. I think so. Yeah, and uh, I, I they, think that that's good. And it's I, it's, it's uh, definitely a, a, an offer on the SJX to keep track of today, and we'll see if they can hold on to this. They've actually paired back as we've just spoken. They're from fifteen point three percent up. They're now you've seen those gains whittled down to about fourteen point four percent. So could be a little profit taking. Could be a little profit taking there, but we'll, but I think the magic number will be to see if they can hold on to some of these double-digit gains and keep it in the low teens. Well, you certainly will have your eye on it for the rest Mm -hmm. of the day. And when you come back on uh, primetime, you can tell all our listeners about the latest movements. Yes. All right. Rest of the day, what do we have on this Tuesday afternoon? So we are going to be speaking to more investment managers across across the world. So yesterday we spoke to Kelvin Tay of UBS. Today we're going to be speaking to Peter Chun, who's the founder of Silver Bear Capital out in Hong Kong. Very interesting to note that uh, property prices in Hong Kong have started to drop, but there are also articles from the South China Morning Post today pointing at global property managers starting to sniff around for gains in Hong Kong. Sure. Because when your property goes down, especially in a lucrative property market like Hong Kong, you bet your bottom dollar people are going to be looking, evaluating opportunities and possible deals out there. We'll be asking Peter Chen if there's anything to read into that and also to look at who is going to come 
um, to take a look at just how China is faring and Chinese markets and the Chinese economy is faring in the first uh, few weeks of the easing of these social restrictions. We've actually seen pictures of Chinese folks, uh, people in the mainland, going back to the shopping malls, going back to tourist attractions, sometimes in worrying groups as well. Well, they've been cooped up for months And now. that's the thing, too. We, I mean, it, it might be seen as a bit risky, but at the same time... It's, it's quite hum- understandable. It's, it's human nature. That's going to be all of us when they finally tell us that. You know, they've stopped with the uh, well, circuit breaker measures. But I, and I, but I also think that it's uh, prudent to once the circuit breaker measures are lifted, and we hope it's sooner rather than later, um, don't go buck wild at the moment. It's, uh, it's, you might want to ease yourself into it. Uh, into it. It's like, it's like uh, getting off. Yes, out of a- Daddy JP. That's right. But it's true, though. <laughs> you know, we, we, again, we don't want a relapse. Figure the younger of the two of us would be the bigger nag. Um, <laughs> this, you know what, this thing, you think I'm a nag. You should see how my sister is with my dad back in Manila. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind watching that. Yeah, this has been nag. Market View with JP Ong. I'm Clarissa Montero. You're on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.